welcome to Public Power Underground After Dark, a less serious, more happy hour-ish version of Northwest Public Power's premier weekly infotainment program, Public Power Underground. On today's show, we're tackling the scourge of seasonal time change from a Northwest Public Power and Public Power adjacent perspective. Daylight savings time begins at 2 a.m. this Sunday, March 14th, at which time our connective devices will roll over from 1.59 a.m. to 3 a.m., skipping an entire hour, and our disconnected devices will continue counting minutes without skipping entire hours until we get around to updating them in April or May or June, or in the instance of the big fancy clocks in our offices uh, that we never rolled forward to begin with, they've just been right, and they'll be right, uh, and we've saved ourselves some work. It is my fervent hope that we change our clocks one last time and never do it again. I'm the manager of Clots Can I People Use You District, People's Utility District Power Department, the co-host, lead writer, producer, executive producer, and editor-in-chief of Public Power Underground, Paul Dockery. And I have the privilege of being joined by celebrities from across the region, <laughs> whom I will introduce in the order that they agreed to this awkwardly pitched and poorly conceived episode. My first call was to the executive director of the Pacific Northwest Utilities Conference Committee, whose mission is to bring the power of good ideas together to assist its members in fulfilling their company's mission in this ever-changing electric industry. Shauna McReynolds. Hi, Shauna. Welcome to Public Power Underground. Oh, thank you, Paul. And I'm so glad you uh, put the mission in there because this is bringing a good idea somewhere. Uh, yeah, like, so is it a good idea? I, I figure just by the property of your presence that uh, you, this is deemed a good idea. <laughs> Absolutely. The happy hour part is. The happy hour part is the key that makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. So after I convinced Shauna and awkwardly pitched it, she then improved my pitch and I pitched, we pitched it to a, another thought leader in public power, a similarly enthusiastic public power advocate and the power resource manager for PUD number two of Pacific County, Humira Falkenberg. Humira, welcome Yay. to Public Power Underground. Thank you so much, Paul, and thank you so much, Shauna. I'm so pleased to be here with both of you and with Scott Corwin. It's just such a pleasure, and uh, I'm just stoked about uh, this evening's discussion and conversation, so thank you. Uh, we don't want to know quite yet what your thoughts are on seasonal time change because I don't want to get burned too early, so hold back, hold back. Still got introduced the last, the last person on the panel who in true public power fashion, I then foisted the idea of being friends with me on, the executive director of the Northwest Pu Public Power Association, the newest friend of the underground, Scott Corn. Scott, welcome to the underground. Hey, thank you, Paul. And yeah, apps, no foisting at all. I'm, in fact, I'm not just a friend, I'm now a subscriber, so. Oh, oh right. okay. I'm, I'm sucking How many do house. we have? What's up? Oh, we have, we have, there's a question about how many subscribers are subscribed across multiple platforms. So my question to Scott is, what platform did you subscribe on? I think I accidentally uh, subscribed on two. So maybe I'm helping your numbers. I, I, I found myself in a Google machine of some kind that I signed into, and then I came on through YouTube. So, hey, yeah, wow. I like double, it. double the fun. 
double the fun. Uh, the algorithm has sucked you in. I don't know what they're going to try to market to you. Uh, Public Power Underground is incredibly like in one lane. So really curious to see how the algorithm uh, treats you after this. Yeah, I'll look forward to the spam. <laughs> so I convinced you all to join in this happy hour-ish ep happy hour episode to passionately plead, and I will bring so much passion and energy to this, um, for your support in federal legislation that would allow Oregon and Washington, and I guess California, to transition to daylight savings time all the time and forever rid ourselves of the scourge of seasonal time change. But I don't, like I said, I don't wanna know your positions yet. First, I wanna kind of level set the understanding. Also, unrelated note, I have decided that no matter what, I'm definitely going to click the explicit uh, flag on the podcast because I really feel like if it's after dark, it needs to have that explicit E on it. So you can, it doesn't mean you have to say anything that would be deemed explicit. I just feel like it, it's got the right vibe. So that's the vibe. Word or two. <laughs> yeah, it, it adds the mystique that we're looking for here. Yeah, like we want to be a little bit edgy. Right? <laughs> We got the right crew. <laughs> I think we can handle it, don't you think? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we got the right people in the room yeah. for that explicit yeah. flag for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I've broken the topics into five sections. The first section I found is obligatory in articles about daylight savings time, and it's debunking myths. And I I found that. I'm putting them into misconceptions and myths, okay? And the first wait, wait, did you Google yeah, so, these? Did you Google these? So Google is telling you this? Yes, Google. And so Google led me, the algorithm led me down the myths of daylight savings. Okay, time. just checking where we're getting our data. But then to be clear, like I interpreted what Google told me and then <laughs> came to my own conclusions about how myth worthy they were. Uh, so you select the data that would support your hypothesis, Paul. <laughs> exactly, Humira. You know what's going on here. Exactly. And then he averaged it. <laughs> to the bane of power people, I then averaged it. You're correct, Shada. <laughs> so the first is a misconception. And I want to I wanna really, this is probably a Paul misconception. To be clear, this one actually was not a Google algorithm. I used to yell and argue and have passionate hatred towards daylight savings time, okay? But the thing is, I've since evolved in my hatred to come to the conclusion I don't hate daylight savings time, I hate seasonal time change. So that is a misconception. If you are frustrated with what happens on March 14th this year, you do not have to be frustrated with daylight savings time. You can be, I'm not gonna tell you you can't be but it probably is seasonal time change. It makes sense? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, we, I fear change in general. <laughs> no, but I do think it's, 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 it's the change, right? That throws, that throws you off. You know, it's not, it's not daylight savings time itself. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually of, very comfortable. Of, Go ahead, Shauna. Well, there's a lot of things that could change. I mean, you could change the clock or you could change when you do your things, right? right? The store could open at a different time. 
The store's probably open all the time. It really comes down to who you work for and whether they're comfortable with you not showing up at the same time as everybody else, right? <laughs> really the heart of the question. But, but Shawnee, you poked on something there that I think is, is worthy of discussion because some people call it seasonal clock change. I think it sounds better to call it seasonal time change. Do we have other opinions? Because you're changing sounds, clocks. Uh, it sounds more professional, I think, to say seasonal time change, Paul. I, I, I agree. But to Shauna's point, it's not, uh, it's really hard to change time itself, right? We, <laughs> we, we have all the time there is. It's, it's, it's what you do with it and when you want to do it that matters, right? So. That's right. We do. Yeah. We all get a fixed allocation of time, don't we? That's right. It's a, it's you never can say I don't have the time to do something, right? You you can just tell that person I just don't want to prioritize what you're asking me to do with my time. Right? Yes, and I do not want to prioritize changing my clocks on March 14th. <laughs> right. That is my <laughs> that's my point. Yeah. Okay, so the second misconception is very pedantic, but it seems to be obligatory in these articles, and apparently. It's not daylight savings time, it's daylight saving time. And it's very pedantic. All the articles do it though. So I felt as though we should bring it up. Daylight There's no S, it's just daylight saving time. And I think that was born out of the original pitch, which you're saving energy, maybe. I think that's why it's saving, not savings. I'm uncertain. Mm -hmm. Really open to just calling it daylight savings time though. Well, now every time I read something, I'm going to have to look for the typo. Thank you. For, thanks for calling that out. That's going to that's going to be a problem. It seems like that's what they want us to do. Every article feels like they need to make that point as far as I, it, the ones I read, at least. It's and now I've fallen into that trap. Yeah. So What's that, It's an interesting nuance. You know, daylight savings time versus daylight saving time. Um, yeah, it's an interesting nuance. I hadn't really considered it before. I don't really know what the nuance is trying to get at though. Do you get, do you, do you have some opinion on what they're trying to get at? I don't know, sometimes it's easier to throw an S between two hard consonants, you know? Just waiting, <laughs> just makes it easier to say. Yeah, I think that's why I like savings time. Mm -hmm. So there's also a couple myths when it comes to seasonal time change and daylight saving time. The first is Benjamin Franklin did not invent daylight savings time. He wrote an op-ed to make fun of the French. That is it. He didn't invent it. Okay. He just liked to make fun of people and really support that. The second thing is daylight savings time is not for farmers. It's a very common misconception and myth. Um, but farmers are one of the groups of people that are the strongest opponents of daylight saving time because exactly. livestock don't have flat, don't have clocks. They just don't. You got to feed the animals at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it's a common myth. And I, I, it seemed like that is one that actually may be useful to debunk. That's probably the only one that's useful to debunk. Yeah, Shauna. And let me just say, um, I, um, grew up around farmers, but my daughter is now a serious farmer and the animals don't know what time it is. They know it's dark. And so it's time to feed the babies. It's time to put the chickens to bed. It, 
it moves. They move. <laughs> Those cows move with the <laughs> with the time with the daylight. Those circadian rhythms really work for those animals. The clock does not. No. Yeah. It used it used to for us too, right? In a simpler time, we wouldn't have had to deal with this. You know? Hey, they used to. My grandma used to get up with the chickens, right? There you we go. Grew up, we grew up with that. Mm -hmm. I also think it makes a difference where you're located, right? If you're closer to the equator, it's considerably mm -hmm. different experience for you than if you're in Norway or Sweden or Alaska or Greenland or Iceland versus in South America. Um, your, your days are very different in the number of hours of daylight versus the number of hours of darkness. Um, it's all related to your proximity to the equator. <laughs> That's a really good nuanced take. I like the nuance there, Humira. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And it's totally. worth noting, it's worth noting, and I forgot to share my screen to start with. This is the mm -hmm. type of production value you should expect from uh, Public Power Underground After Dark. Um, it's worth noting that the, the countries that have actually implemented some version of daylight savings time are, as you would expect, those in the more northern, northern hemispheres, right? Uh, not the northern, what what are they? Longitudes, latitudes, the ones that go north. Latitudes. Long latitudes. is for. <laughs> latitudes. Remember, the easy way to remember that is by the Jimmy Buffett lyrics, right? Changes in What's latitude. That, you're going to have to you have to sing that for us, Scott. I think yeah, I need well, the tune too. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a little later. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I was thinking about that, it's it's true, but look at your map. Like if you're up at the top of Greenland, uh, you know, another hour, another hour is doing nothing for you in the winter. You shouldn't there. be there. Yeah, it's it's just gonna be dark all the time. Anyway. It really highlights that it's not another hour. It's just when that hour occurs, right? It's just yeah. when the, that's the key in all of this, right? You're getting more time. Mm -hmm. It's just when the sun is up versus your clock. Right. Very good, very good and nuanced. Uh, I like that. We're, we're, this is all going to be very nuanced. Passionate, <laughs> nuanced. That's public power. It's passion with nuance. That's right. Passion with nuance. <laughs> uh, so the, the, the next topic, which I think is the most public power and public power adjacent section we're going to talk about is whether daylight savings time saves energy and whether we should care, okay? So when you Google whether daylight savings time saves energy or not, there's a lot going on in all of the websites you end up getting in the studies that cite. But the Department of Energy has a fax about daylight savings time that they cite, and it cites a 2008 report to Congress that it saves about 0.5% of total electricity per day, which is fairly big on an entire national scale. I have two thoughts, okay? First is, if we go to daylight savings time all the time, do we probably still get some of that energy savings, right? If you're on daylight savings time all the time, you probably still take credit for that? It's a question. I don't, I think so. I don't know. Um, and the second thing is that the, the study is probably outdated. So if you did it in 2008, one of the things in these studies that they know is that a lot of it is lighting you're saving electricity for lighting because 
as you stay up later, you if if you you're turning the lights on uh, to account for the sun going down, right? So you save more electricity on lighting. But as we've deployed more LEDs, is there an argument that the optimization routine you have to go through of how much energy you're consuming for heating um, versus how much electricity you're consuming for lighting? Does that change as our deployment of LEDs change? And there's a, a study that some researchers did in Indiana that showed the inverse, that you actually consume more energy during daylight savings time because of heating loads and stuff like that. So those are kind of my hypotheses. And I'm gonna to look to you, Hugh Myra, that as a thought leader in public power, I'm curious what you think of this hypothesis and whether you think seasonal time change actually saves us energy or not, and whether we should care. Um, I'll just throw that one on top. <laughs> so I've been noodling about this. Um, and I think there, I think the argument can cut both ways. So you mentioned um, the, the, the two most recent studies were actually, in fact, back in 2008 or 2007. Um, and that was one of the studies was by the US Department of Energy. And so <clears throat> they said that uh, daylight savings time had saved what 0.5% of total electricity per day. That was the estimated amount. And then that amounted to 1.3 billion kilowatt hours uh, of electricity enough to um, cover 100,000 households. So what's that? Approximately 100 and maybe 50 average megawatts, um, plus or minus maybe. And um, and so then there was another study done by the National Bureau of Economic Research that found that there were trade-offs between reducing demand for lighting and increasing demand for heating. Um, so I think there hasn't been a double-blinded placebo study that looks at uh, whether daylight saving, saving time has actually resulted in saved energy or not. Because you also have to control for that we have more electronics from uh, between today versus back in 2008. And um, certainly LED bulbs have, um, you know, come a long ways in reducing energy consumption. Um, but Elevations. we have more, like, yeah, we have, more, we have more, more demand on electricity with respect to all of the electronics we have now. So it's really tough to, um, tough to say whether it's a yay or nay, but being, working for an electric utility company, I am going to put a plug-in for energy conservation. So here are some things that our customers can do uh, to save on energy. Um, so first and foremost, if you have air conditioning and HVAC systems to clean out your filters, um, that will help uh, work your, work your uh, HVAC heating and cooling systems more efficiently. Um, you should look for energy efficient products when you're shopping, uh, especially labeled with Energy Star on your appliances. Um, and replace all those incandescent bulbs with LED bulbs. Um, and let's see, 
what were some of the other things? Oh, you can adjust your smart thermostat uh, for the spring, and um, you can also block out sunlight um, from your home uh, so you don't have as much solar gain if you're in an area that, has, that you need cooling in. Um, and those are just some tactics you can do for a more energy efficient uh, uh, choices in your lifestyle. So there you go. I love, we got an energy efficiency pitch in here, which is great. Very on brand for Humira. Thank you, Humira. <laughs> I do, I do want to pitch a little bit though, like, do I care? So I'm of, the, I, I'm of the school that annual energy is a really poor metric for the power supply environment that we're entering into. I don't really, energy, is, is cheap in a lot of instances and is probably not the thing I should actually be controlling for. Is there an argument here that I don't care how much annual energy they're gonna save? I care more about when they're consuming the energy. And is there a pitch that daylight savings time by shifting back and having more light later actually may help your solar generation meet your evening peaks when you're getting home? Pitch, Shauna, what do you think? Well, I think it's a great question. And given the conversations going around uh, the utility industry today, uh, thinking about peak and if we're adding to it or um, um, I struggle with when the clock <laughs> got up this morning, go, okay, now if it was daylight savings time, what time is it? <laughs> and, and in the evening, and especially I'm thinking about um, the focus right now, uh, there's a lot of focus on summer and what, what that peak looks like and all of that. But I jump to, oh my God, when will the sun be gone? When was when is sunset uh, during daylight? If you're stayed in daylight savings time in the winter, so at those shortest days of the year, is it dark at three thirty instead of four thirty? Is that how that works? Or it's dark at five thirty instead 530. of five thirty. Yeah, so might, an hour. It might add an hour. So it might actually, um, we're turning less things on. Maybe it stays warmer a little longer. So maybe if there's an evening peak, maybe you maybe you are. I don't have any math like uh, my partner in crime down there, but <laughs> she's at the bottom of my, of my screen. But, um, you know, it'd be, that'd be the place you'd, I'd start looking is what it, what it does to that evening peak. <clears throat> any thoughts, Scott? What do you well, think I mean, of my pitch? Yeah, it, you would think, well, to Shauna's point earlier, you can, uh, instead of trying to torture our clocks, because uh, you might... You could, <laughs> You could go two hours or right my off, mind <laughs> off other directions to really get the peak out of there. But we've already look what we've done in one year already with behavioral change around work patterns and and potentially energy in energy use longer term just by changing up the workforce. Right. So now, right. you know, if you're if you're working well, here we are right now on our screens, you know, at six. 30 and not really thinking much about it all meeting together, which we wouldn't have been doing a, a year ago. So I think you can, I think there's- But we might've been in an establishment having this conversation <laughs> yeah, and true. that establishment could be uh, using more electricity that might even had a electric fireplace next to it or- <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I, I definitely would have been ordering, you know, uh, like cheese fries or something that would have created, that would have taken some fries. oven heat and a large screen TV with a, with a basketball game on. So I, you're right, I guess. You, you are you making, 
You are making me wonder what you all would have been talking about if we were doing this in establishment. I suspect it wouldn't be seasonal time change. And I do suspect I would not have been in the conversation because I'm the introvert that I would have been talking probably to like Tomas off at the end. Um, yeah. I think, I, the, yeah, but on that, on that question, though, on a, I, I think it's really, like Humaira said, it's really hard to control the factors for what does just the time change itself you know, make in, in, in a difference that way. And they had a similar, another myth, Paul, that, um, you know, we, we're, we're energy people, so we don't, we don't need to get into, but there was a big safety play too, right? So you're moving in an hour of sunlight when kids are going to school, right? But, but that doesn't mean they wouldn't, you know, that you wouldn't have the same accidents necessarily. And also, the school could change its start time just as just as easily, right? So, yeah. And one of the things from an energy perspective that I find really interesting is 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 thinking through the efficiency differences between residents and commercial, because I think that's a lot of what goes on here when it comes to people coming home at the end of the day and their the home stock is less efficient than the commercial stock. You can have a lot more people, and I think that's part of this equation. And Shauna, I think you have all of the friends at the council. So maybe we should uh, tack that on to what they're doing for the 2021 uh, plan. Yeah, because they don't uh, have anything else to work on. They don't on. have enough, right? It's, it's no. getting done too quickly. So maybe yeah, we should no, just tack yeah. this on. They probably could model it. <laughs> oh, sure I like could. it. Add it to the council plan. Yeah. <laughs> so they did the, DEI. I, in all seriousness, I mean, they, they can did, do yeah, they yeah. a session on that this yeah. week right yeah. yeah last week yeah or last week yeah mm -hmm. there there is a lot of uh, as, as scott's point there are different ways to think about this problem safety energy um health is another one we'll talk about later um but there are states that have taken all of that because there is this there is a push people are very much opposed to seasonal time change and we have seen that there are people that if allowed would choose to go to permanent daylight savings time. And my question kind of to you, Scott, is what what do you think is going on with all of these states that's driving them to choose daylight savings time rather than standard time? Do you think um, that there's a way, like who's the constituency for daylight savings time or standard time or seasonal time change? Yeah, well, good. it's a good question, Paul. And it, the and it's and there's different for each each one of those. Daylight savings I've I have actually seen um, a push for economic activity too, right? So that's okay. it's sort of the inverse of energy efficiency. You know, you want more activity and and daylight can promote that with certain industries. So sometimes it's state dependent on the folks pushing for that. But for but for seasonal time change yeah, I, I dug in, I tried to dig into that and uh, there aren't, there really isn't a, a constituency <laughs> anymore. And I, and I think you, you posed the question, is it a conspiracy? Because in DC, you know, they, they're in the sort of in the middle of things, they don't need to change time. And, um, and I think it might be, in fact, I even, you know, I'm a, I'm an old Hill staffer, if you go back far enough and, and a lawyer. So I like to do my research. I actually found a Congressional Research Service, uh, you know, report just on this, 
Just I'll pull it small. up. I found the link to that. I found yeah. the link to that. Yeah. I didn't know um, what they could do. Yeah, this is where those those funny uh cross you better cross out what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. But the, well, the nice thing for issues that have no constituency behind them is you're, there's really not many people you can make mad, right? I mean, at least uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of issues we see that that really they make no sense and they really need to be changed, like like Oregon being one of the only states where you can't pump your own gas, right? Like why? It, other states just think we're weird. But at least there's a constituency there, right? It's that you have when when the state tries to change that, and they have in the Oregon legislature, the the AAA shows up and the AARP and folks that that don't want to get out of their their cars, I, I guess, even though the laws usually say there still has to be an attendant there to to serve gas when when you when you want to not pump your own. But but I digress uh, on on this. There really isn't, and I think it's inertia, uh, Paul, in part and uh, just familiarity. And then they, when they start changing the law, as you saw, they, they wanna do another experiment and see if it makes a difference. And, um, and instead of just taking the data that they had and seeing that it really doesn't make much of a difference and moving on, uh, there it sits with another set of studies. And there, there might be some minor constituency with, with folks that, that like to have a point of time where they're reminded to change their batteries and their fire alarms. You know, so there's- That's actually, that, I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that, that's that. great, yeah. And then, um, but, but not, it's, it's really, uh, it's a vestige, right? It's, it's like, there's no constituency, um, you know, for your appendix or, or your wisdom teeth, right? It just, like teenagers, <laughs> don't need or want wisdom teeth. They're not, it doesn't make them smarter. It just makes them grumpier when they have to have them pulled out. You know, it's not, it's like, <laughs> it's sort of like, it's like ostrich wings. It's the ostrich wings of energy policy. I think it's, 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 a, it's vestigial. Energy policy. I am writing that down. <laughs> but I, I could make, so I, again, I like to play devil's advocate with stuff. So just for a moment, you know, it, and this is really only for the fall side of it. And there's, and maybe you earn it in the spring, right? When you have to spring ahead. But in the fall, there is that that one moment that's sort of self-indulgent, right? Like how many times you have that one hour you can isolate. And and yes, we know it's not a real hour, right? It's but it's it's uh, it's cognitive dissonance. It's a self-delusional uh, reward you can create. And uh, if you're sleep deprived and one bonus hour makes a big difference, it's, it's, you know, despite all the studies that show it's actually bad for sleep to be changing your time, you know, that, um, or if, you, if when I was younger, I can almost remember, right, 2 a.m. is when we do this, right? Yes, and at it the is. same time, uh, in some jurisdictions, that the bars close, right? So, so that one day of the year, <laughs> you know, like extra hour you have, drinking. Yeah, you have last call happening. It's like one fifty-five, and they're yelling last call, and you know they're starting to play that annoying song. You know, close in time. You know, <laughs> open up. Yeah, by semi supersonic, semi sonic, or who? It was the only hit they had, I think. But and but then all of a sudden it's two, and oh, never mind. You know. Bars back open again. Everyone stumbles back in. They scream norm. They start drinking more. I mean, that's it's not a bad thing, I guess. 
So you are going to, this is my fire and brimstone speech that you've now brought out, right? Because in the fall, right, you get this, oh, it's, you get an extra hour. You get an extra hour. What I have a seven-year-old, a five-year-old and a two-year-old. You know what I don't get is an extra hour of sleep. I have an extra hour of children wanting to like watch TV and do all of the things. And it's like, no, I, that is, is certainly one of my, Actually, the fall, I think, is the most annoying time. In the spring, when you spring forward, it's like, okay, we're all frustrated together. But in the fall, it's like, I, sh- I should. When I was a kid, I had closing time twice. And now I have kids in my bed at 5 a.m. Right. Hey, <laughs> exactly. great. Well, it also made a lot more sense when you actually had a watch that you set, right? I mean, now... When all the clocks change, when your phone changes automatically anyway, it took all the fun out right there, you know, so. <laughs> You're really bringing it. I love it, Scott. This is yeah, great I takes. Don't... This is great I'm, takes. I'm, I'm re- maybe I'm reaching for the constituency, but there, there are probably people that like that. You know? right, college students. College <laughs> students are the constituency. I mean, that makes sense, I think. Uh, but you did bring up, and this is a great transition from the kind of current state to the seams issue, which is, a, and to me, incredibly important question. It is, I went through, there's 13 states that have legislation for transitioning to permanent uh, daylight savings time, if allowed. And those 13 states, I have this like rationalization in my head, and this is maybe uh, going to the pitch a little bit too soon. But the, in the eastern time, as edge of a time zone, it makes more sense to be in daylight savings time all the time. In the western edge of a time zone, when in the summer you get way later uh, uh, sunsets, it makes more sense to be on standard time all the time. And I wondered if these 13 states that have adopted the permanent uh, daylight savings time all the time were on the eastern edge of the time zone. And it turns out they're not. My rationalization doesn't work. And that gets to the seams issue, which I think is a really pertinent topic for public power because we're really, we understand how complicated seams issues are between its jurisdictions. This is maybe the second most public power, or public power topic on, of daylight savings time. And it's, it's the question of how terrible will this be if there's federal legislation and every state can choose on their own and we have a bunch of different institutions of daylight savings time, standard time, and people that still switch until legislation passes. So Shauna, as the executive director of an institution that manages uh, or has members in Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, British Columbia, how chaotic would it be if everybody just did their own things and there was some that did the chime change and some that didn't? Well, I appreciate the question. Uh, in directing it to me personally, I'm already really confused. So I never, I always have to stop and think, what time is it in Boise? Or, um, you know, and the U.S. has uh, I four time zones in the main um, mainland and then Alaska and Hawaii have a time zone. So I never know what time it is. And it is a challenge. But there's a couple areas, Paul, we, did, we didn't think about before. We went through a long, um, it's been a few years ago now, but power, natural gas, um, electricity um, utilities and natural gas utilities were working together um, and, and the pipelines talking about scheduling 
And yeah. there's been conversations about changing scheduling across the nation. And oh my gosh, we opened a can of worms that um, was, was just an absolute nightmare. Safety was a big deal at the time, right? Because these guys are getting up at dark 30 and going out and trying to get to gauges and open them up. And I see snowy weather that they can't get to. And um, so along those lines, if you have, if different states have different choices and somebody's on uh, standard time and somebody's on daylight time and somebody else is going to change in the next season, um, I think it's horrible, but it's just for me personally, it's, it's peanut buttered over. I'm already confused and, and already challenged when we pick up the phone. Um, thank God for the electronics, right. And that, um, our meeting schedulers and our calendars know that when I'm scheduling in DC, now that being said, my favorite, um, Apple product decided I lived in Chicago. And so, um, I had a week of being missing every every meeting because it, it is scheduled me for the wrong time. So I get this notice that it's time to go get my haircut and, and I'm at the grocery store and going to go do that. And then go, go get my, go to my appointment. And my guy calls and says, where are you? Well, I'm at this, I'll be there. Well, I was off by an hour or two, but anyway, so it can help and it can hurt. So it is, it is a, um, a tough, um, uh, it, it would make it even more confusing. I have the personal um, experience of my folks spending time in Arizona um, in the winter. And so I'm already uh, um, making phone calls at some time uh, while they're down there. And we switched times in March. They're still there. I never know what, if they're, are they up yet? Are they, have they been up for hours? And, and it changed partway through, right? So our time changed, theirs didn't, and they don't change. Um, so I've kind of it's lived a, it personally as well. It's a really good argument for the Uniform Time Act, which is the, the artifact that got us to, you know, either standard time or daylight savings time transitioning, right? Um, you, you have two options now. If you add a third, and it becomes Paul, really way more complicated. Paul, I, the way I look at it is that you're advocating for an RTO for savings time, uniform saving time, RTO, and it's a single tariff across the board, and it's uniform. <laughs> Would that be fair? <laughs> I, my, real time, uh, a real time organization. A real time organization, RTO, that's, that's it, Shauna, good job, I love it. I mean, there is a little bit of a, you know, I, I th and there's a little bit of reactionary to anything that is made, you know, universal these, or generalized, right, these days, especially federally. Um, and we're about local control and public power. It's interesting, Paul, you made the point about which states, you know, it's a lot of Western states that are looking at this um, coming back because they had gone their own ways because we have that independent streak out here. We have the the voter initiatives where they can bring stuff up anytime but but i i'm in that i mean i have the same problem shauna did i don't it's hard enough to tell when my mom is going to be awake or not at her age anyway you know she's napping and stuff so i and then i have to figure out what time zone we're on and uh for our organization we're in nine western yeah. states and british columbia so I, and alaska right alaska and wyoming wow. anyway and uh, and I'm used to calling east, right, to DC. 
so yeah, I called I, on the way into work, you know, at, at around seven or so, I decided to call my board president to check in with them, thinking I'm calling East. He's in Alaska. <laughs> and I was like, whoops, that's uh, it's, I, I struggle anyway. Maybe you were going south, traveling south, so you got confused. If you'd been heading north, maybe it would have made more sense. Yeah, the whole left and right thing, because north is up, right? So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so, Paul, I do have one question, and, and it is Please. kind of the devil's advocate question. Um, in the wintertime, I get the daylight savings time thing, but I also, like, need my sleep. And so when it doesn't get dark till 9 o'clock at night for in that summertime, we're going to now, I guess it stays there. It, but then I have to get up in the dark in the winter. Anyway. I think um, if everybody doesn't want to go to daylight savings time, would you be half okay if we just stayed with standard time as long as we didn't change? Absolutely. I okay. don't know why. I'd like daylight it, saving time. Yeah, for, <laughs> I I I hate seasonal time change. I could care less. We could all go to standard time right now. There's federal legislation. The existing legislation would allow us to just choose standard time. And, and this actually is a really good transition to my pitch, Shauna. So thank you for the opening. You're welcome. So I have this, this hypothesis, and this has been a series of hypotheses loosely supported by data to Humira's <laughs> point. I found data to support my own conclusions, but here it is. Okay. So it's not a, a, a what you call it a real time organization. What was mm -hmm. that, Shauna? Yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's more around the Western, the Pacific time zone. I actually think for the Pacific time zone, daylight savings time all the time is something that would work for us. I do not think it works across all of the United States, which is why there's a problem in my pitch. But the thing is, in the rest of the US, you have the Eastern time zone, Central and Mountain that are actually fairly broad. And as you, if, as you look at maps that describe the average sunset time across those time zones, in the rest of the time zones in the country, there's about an hour difference between the latest or the average sunset on the Eastern portion of the time zone and the average sunset on the Western portion. But for the Pacific time zone, the Western portion of our time zone is in the Pacific Ocean. So for our circumstances specifically, there's only like a half hour difference in the average sunset from the Eastern edge of our time zone to the Western. And really, I think for daylight savings time, the constituency really is the Eastern portion of the time zones because that is where the sunsets occur the earliest in, in the winter. So if you could add an hour for like us, instead of the sun setting at 4 p.m., you could have the sun set at 5 p.m., which is actually like I would prefer. And then the, the summertime, you get the, day, the, the sunset at the same time as it does today, which is just fine. I'm fine with it. So I think for the Pacific time zone, it makes a lot of sense for all of us to transition to permanent daylight savings time. I don't think it makes sense for the rest of the country because, and actually I think we skipped entirely the health impacts because we're running out of time and we don't wanna make this a, the hour and 15 long podcast. Uh, we try to wanna, we, we do at Public Power Underground try to keep it under an hour. Uh, but in the Western edge of time zones, there is health effects. It is like the simple logic of, hey, if 
the sun sets later, then people go to bed later. And if you go to bed later, then you get less sleep. And if you get less sleep, then there's health impacts, right? So that's why in the Western edge of like the, the central time zone, it's, there's like an hour later of the sunset. And actually, I don't know that that's a great policy, but you don't have that issue in the Pacific time zone. So that's really my pitch, which is federal legislation that would allow Oregon, Washington, and I guess California to choose permanent permanent daylight savings time all the time. And I guess Nevada too, because they're in this uh, portion. They don't have the legislation that would allow it though. Um, so that's my pitch. So I'm going to ask each of you, Scott, do you support federal legislation that would allow Oregon and Washington to permanently transition to daylight savings time all the time? Or do we not want to be asked specifically because of uh, roles and organizations? And I can just uh, broadly be like, everybody nod and everybody nodded. You're He's muted. on mute. You're muted, Scott. He's cussing. That's why I purposefully <laughs> muted myself so I didn't have to answer, but. Uh, <laughs> wink, wink, nod, nod, right? From, uh, I, I don't think we speak for our organizations because our organizations haven't tried to take a position on time. Change. Exactly. But personally, it make, I think it makes sense. And I think that's why you're seeing Oregon and Washington um, move that direction at the state level. I mean, a, a test of the support for it is that it actually got through the Oregon legislature, right? I mean, it's pretty easy to kill a bill there if you have a lot of folks against it. So yeah, I, I think it makes sense. Well, you, Shauna? Well, I am not on the clock. None of us are. It's after but, dark. It's actually after dark. We started when the uh, sun was up. Right. And I love my puns. So <laughs> I def, I, if, if that's the way we get to uh, no seasonal time change, I can be for that. And I would be okay with the other direction if that could work, but yeah, I, I get your goal. Question like, why aren't we on standard time all the time? It's not that much worse. We get the worst of it in the winter. The yeah. worst of standard time is in the winter when the sun sets in Washington at like 3.30 or 4 p.m. And that's where we are, right? That's where we are. That's what we do now. That's what we do now. I do that all the time. What about you, Humara? Uh, you, Humara. I'm in. I said that, uh, so you're in. I was convinced you. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. And I, I always do the standard disclaimer at the end that uh, this is, of course, my own and our own opinions. We don't make any money off this. This is all a diversion. I really appreciate you <laughs> joining me. Uh, I hope you had friend, uh, fun. This was this was the best happy hour I've ever been involved in. So thank you very much. This is very good. <laughs> when when the pandemic is over, Paul, I'm coming to Clask and I'm going to have a real happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to ramp up your happy hour quality in a, in a hurry. Exactly. <laughs> the thing is, I, I love donuts. talking donuts, Myra. You know it. I got his donuts. Yeah. Next okay. slice meeting after the pandemic, we're getting donuts. I really like the super geeky topics. So, and that's really, <laughs> it's like happy hour and you want to talk about work. Uh, what are you doing? All I like super geeky people. So we're in good yeah. shape. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, I really just like seeing y'all hanging out for a change here. It is, <laughs> I know. It is fun. Sean and I used to talk fish policy and happy hour. So this is, this is an improvement over Big that. step up. 
yeah, big step up. Yeah. Well, thank you all for being here. Thank you all for joining. May well, we Paul, transition thanks. to daylight savings time one last time, and may we never change our clocks again. I, I, we we are all convinced that's the right thing. Let's do it. <laughs> thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Yeah. Oh, power on the ground. After Dark is a pandemic diversion for entertainment purposes. It's written, edited, and produced by the Power Department. Views expressed here are own and not the official views of Klotzkine PUD or of any person or organization affiliated or doing business with Klotzkine PUD or the organization of the guests also appearing on Public Power Underground. After Dark. Neither Klotzkine PUD nor those appearing on Public Power Underground generate ad revenue from the episodes. Make Shauna, Humira, and Scott feel better about their participation in this week's episode by sending them a note, text, or email with thumbs up and telling them how much you enjoyed it. Do it for us, do it for them, and do it to make other people feel valued and appreciated. Public Power Underground for electric utility enthusiasts. Public Power Underground, it's work to watch. Surprise! We've got an extra bonus track with PBC's Lauren Tenney Dennison warning her of the scourge of seasonal time change. Coming up! So, Lauren, I don't know if you have friends in your life who have adequately prepared you for what's about to occur on Sunday at 2 a.m. when we change our clocks. How do you feel about this? I don't know if I'm prepared either. I'm not a huge fan of the time change normally. And then at some point it dawned on me, oh, yeah, this year with a baby, this is going to be harder. Is it going to be what's going to happen? Is it going to be worse? (laughs) I, I actually, like, I don't want to try to explain how terrible it is going to be because when people have done that for me, it's always felt like cheap. And, uh, and, it, and it, you know, when people like give you parenting advice, it's always like, oh, thanks for telling me how hard it's going to be. Like, that doesn't do me any good, right? But I did want to just check and make sure. So when it's terrible, you have friends in your life you can go get con- consolation from, right? Yes, yes. Yep. And uh, we're also at the three, four month mark. We're, we're at three months now. And I hear that the three, four month mark gets kind of tricky for sleeping anyway. So we're just going to like layer the time change right on top of that. And oh, Man, man, I am so sorry. Uh, I'm <laughs> so, so sorry. I do like, I, I have found one thing personally, this is not about parenting. This is just about personhood, which is putting a name on the thing you hate. And the name I have come to ascribe to the thing that I hate is seasonal time change. I actually don't care about daylight savings time or standard time. I could be on one time all the time. I I don't care. The thing I hate is seasonal time change. So I think that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That that is my gift to you. (laughs) So when you're getting away with it, right, we're getting like pretty close. So maybe hopefully so much hope. So much hope in my heart. Okay. Um, but- well, hopefully I'll be back on the underground awake and not, uh, you know, dozing off from um, dealing with the seasonal time change. But thanks for the heads up and uh, it's good to be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. There actually is no way to prepare for this. Uh, just <laughs> warnings, right? Just just know okay. that there are other people out there that hate it as much as you do. Good. good. Thanks for coming, Lauren. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, Paul. <laughs>